2: Good day and welcome in, Rob Black, and your money the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. New quarter slated to open. Oh, my. That's right. First day of October. Third quarter, October, or fourth quarter, October, November, December, right? Man, the year flies by. Um, stock market. Enjoyed a nice finish to the third quarter on Friday. Kind of a positive psychological, right? Nice finish came courtesy of speculation that there would be a big settlement fee by the Department of Justice against uh, Deutsche Bank. Alleging misdeeds leading up to financial crisis that had been reduced from roughly maybe 14 billion down to 6 billion. This is where you get into the whole if ifs and buts were candy and that's what a party would have. Settled, settlement buzz, buzz led to a sharp rally. Um, Financials lead, market goes woohoo. S and P scored a eight tenths percent gain. It's up three point three percent for the quarter. That's a really good quarter. If we could do that every quarter, i would like be a whoa nice slow grind. I mean, that's not even a slow grind; that's a fast push. Uh, what else do we have out there today? We have Tesla reporting better than expected third quarter deliveries. Uh, China is in the news, but before we get to China, let's see if there's any reaction on Tesla. This is one of those companies that we always seem to pay attention to because it's headline-driven. Up 10, uh, 214. 52-week high, though, is 269. 52-week low is 141. still a very expensive stock if you're looking at it on an individual basis. Other big stories of note, Janus Capital and Henderson Group. Janus, you may know as the Janus Fund, Janus Worldwide. If you paid attention to mutual funds, Um That's a little M&A activity on a Monday. Typical, we get typically one to three deals. This is a big one. Uh, Cabela's is being acquired by Bass Pro Shops. Um, If you go hunting, if you go fishing, if you go camping, if you hike, and you live in a small, non-San Francisco, L.A., Chicago kind of city, you probably know Cabela's. And Bass Pro Shops, for sure. So I would have thought, and th- this is just off the thought of it, that Cabela's would acquire Bass Pro Shops. But I'm totally wrong. It's Bass Pro Shops acquired Cabela's. The ISM Manufacturing Index is going to be a big story today. Um, oil prices continue to edge higher after jo- o- OPEC stunned the market last week and talked about a production cap agreement. Um, we'll see if they can hold it. Because even the caps were, like, Tiny. Uh, so we'll see if oil can hold above 40 bucks. It's 48 58 at this point in time. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, email came in that says something along the lines, is there a website to rank stocks by dividend yield and history of dividend yield? I find this
3: wildly interesting because mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably asking the wrong question. Well, yeah, because to pick stocks just simply by their dividend yield – can get you into a lot of trouble. Um, I mean, for example, you could find an MLP, Master Limited Partnership, publicly traded stock, like Magellan Midstream, which is a stock that I used to own. And uh, you could say, oh gosh, it's got a great yield. But people don't realize that some of that yield is a return of capital. And so as you receive that income in a taxable account, your cost basis actually drops and you don't even really notice it until you go to sell it and then you're paying taxes on more than you thought. Um, also, you get a K-1 that could force you to, do an extension, because K-1s don't tend to come until after April. Um, And uh, that's actually a pretty good area to invest. It's been a very successful area to invest is is MASH Limited Partnerships. There's different ways to do it. Problem is, is if you're buying stocks, you don't know, and all you're doing is the dividend yield, two things happen. Number one, if you get into a credit crisis situation or a rising rate environment, those stocks can get hammered they can get hammered. You might have end up being in a, in a preferred share. that You don't know the company very well and interest rates rise and you can lose 20%. So, there's some good high-yielding stocks out there, but to just invest in stocks for the yield and you don't know what the dividend coverage is, how they're paying for that dividend, are they borrowing money, continue to pay for that dividend? It's a horrible way to do it.
2: Like one stock I own, AT&T. It's got a great dividend yield, but there's another stock that has a similar dividend yield that like annually mortgage that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to touch. One's dealing with mortgages. One's dealing with, you know, business phones and data plans. And I I trust the cash flow of one more so than I trust the cash flow of another. Mm -hmm. Um, So hunting for yield is the wrong way of going about it. It's something you've talked about recently is when you put together a portfolio of income uh, or a portfolio designed to create and generate income is you kind of have to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A
3: little bit of this and mm-hmm. a little bit of that. It's not as easy as one size fits all. No, I just I like I like dividend achievers. So that idea that you've talked about mergers, dividend achievers, which Nasdaq bought the rights to that indexing approach. Um, companies that have a history of raising their dividend on average by about ten percent a year. But you look at free cash flow and, and how they're paying for their dividend. And even you look at at and T. They've got a great you know history of raising their dividend by I think it's something like five and a half percent or. To ten percent a year on average. But you look down the road and if they don't start increasing revenues, there's going to be an issue, which is one of the reasons why they're doing the deal that they're doing right now. It's to try to increase that revenue in the long run so they can continue their their payout ratio. And then there's
2: companies like Apple who borrow money to you know help fund their dividend.
3: Yeah, they they've got plenty of cash to fund their dividend. The issue is a lot of that cash is overseas. So tax reasons which is what a lot of companies are doing. They say, you know what? We can actually issue debt to do some of these buybacks and some of these dividend increases and create even more value for shareholders because of our ridiculous tax code here in the U.S. It is pretty ridiculous. It's horrible. I mean, oh. it's they, they say here's 35% corporate tax, but yet here's all these loopholes. And so in just instead of making it simple and say, okay, just pay a 15% flat tax, which the government would probably make more money, take away all the loopholes, Cut the taxes in half, and the government would probably have more revenue. It's just Instead, it creates jobs for CPAs and attorneys and to, do, to try all these fancy ways to avoid the system. What are some of the stock screens you would put in if you're trying to identify a good dividend-paying stock? Um, well, again, free cash flow, looking at where the money is coming from and how they can cover it. And I think those are the biggest issues without getting too boring for morning radio. will okay, come with you. To get your
2: calls on the air, you can always call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can find CFP Chad Burton online at chadburton.com or newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. So September U.S. auto sales are creeping out today, and they're kind of a story on how well our economy is doing. Um, You look at housing, you look at autos. Autos creates a lot of jobs. You take a look at what Chad was just talking about there, taxes, and taxes create a lot of jobs for CPAs and CFPs. Um, Auto sales create a lot of jobs for secretaries and people who make steel and people who make rubber and who order rubber and who you know put rubber tires in trucks, and those trucks hire drivers, and the drivers take them to the dealership after the car's been manufactured, and you get the idea. A lot of jobs there. General Motors and Ford posted U.S. auto sales that declined in September. If I were saying things are starting to set up for a weak 2017 economy, um, I'd start here, um, and then you could take a look at the last two months of housing, and you could see weakness there. Uh, what happens with the election? What's promised? What's delivered? Um, how does Congress get along with the new president? A lot of things will play into it, so don't you know go make your bets early. Uh, you don't want to do that, but you definitely want to know what's going on. You'll find out by listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. You listen to Rob Black and Your Money on KDOW AM 1220. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back.
1: You are your mind, okay.
2: That is the custom. I'm down.
1: You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. Call Rob Black now. 800 1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Hello, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invested and more. So the big shocker that came out this weekend, you can hardly hear like me giggling, was Donald Trump and his 900 plus Uh, million-dollar tax write-off. And if you're a Democrat, you instantly say, you know, oh, look at that, he hasn't paid taxes for 19 years or 20 years or 18 years. And if you're a Republican, you go, well, you know, the tax code is the tax code. And I'll say that, too. I think, you know, managing your taxes is a pretty smart thing to do. If I don't care what he paid in taxes or didn't pay in taxes, as long as the IRS audits him on a pretty regular basis... They're going to get what they deserve. The IRS is not stupid. Um, <clears throat> they're government workers who aren't paid an enormous amount of money. But planning your taxes to me is really important. If you want to reduce your 2016 tax bill that's coming down in you know April 15th of 2017, you've got to do it by the end of the year. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in the fourth quarter. And there are some things that you can legally do, and there's some that you should do. Um, if you haven't maxed out your 401k, get that puppy up to 18000 bucks for workers under the age of 49. If you're uh, 50 and older, you can do $24,000 and lower your taxable income this year. Um, you could do a typical IRA or Roth IRA, $5,500 for workers age 49 or younger, 6500 for those 50 and older. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're turning 70 and a half this year, if you're turning 62, there's times to start thinking about, do you want to take a partial deduction or do you want to take a full deduction when it comes to pulling money out of your taxes? When to take Social Security? Sorry, I'm kind of rambling at this point in time. But now is the time to meet with a CFB. Not in April of 2017. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Let's talk a little real estate, see if we can't get a tip or two there. Don't Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Does that shock you a little bit when you put it in perspective of all the bad stuff that's out there and you hear about it on a regular basis and, you know, Trump says America's awful, we need to make it great again and yet our stock market's at an all-time high, which is a reflection of something. Um, From the real estate world, we see a lot of
4: investors coming from abroad that are buying real estate in the United States because they can't make their money work in their own country. And that's one of the reasons why we see the West Coast is inundated with Chinese investors. Uh, that spend an average of five eight hundred $853,000 on a property. Canadians are coming in, spending $350,000 on, on a property. I the don't UK, mind Canadians
2: because they bring yeah. in their culture. They bring in their, and their beer and their women. Their beer, their women, beer, the women the yeah, hockey. Their hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so you hung around me too much. You're stealing my lines. But, <laughs> and their women. And their women. They're women. <laughs> eh? <they're women. laughs> hey. Um, so, yeah,
4: you know, it's it's interesting to see that home prices are also doing the same thing the stock market's doing. Why is that interesting? Because everybody knows that we're working. Everything's working here. The, the little problems about employment and the little problems about retail sales or GDP or inflation isn't a big problem unless it all happens at once. It's going to
2: be interesting to see what happens to housing in London because, you know, part of the euro thing was you could go from country to country pretty easily. Um, and then I saw Vancouver, Canada recently imposed a 15% tax for a, t- a property transfer title tax if it goes from a Canadian to a foreigner. And instantly sales went down. So the bubble kind of burst just by saying we're going to tax people an extra 15%. A lot of people think California should do that.
4: Well, we're one of the few countries in the world that will let foreign nationals
2: buy property here. You think we? Uh, you think there's going to be a sea change because of prices? I don't prices? think, no. <laughs> okay. You have an opinion. I like that.
4: I told you, I, you know, I, I don't want to be wishy-washy anymore. I want to give people an opinion. You're doing my mortgage
2: refi right now, and that's a lot Isn't of fun. Isn't that fun? It is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I've seen some stipulations come through this time that I've never seen come through before. Yeah. I had a client uh,
4: send me an email. He, I was asking him for something, and he, he says, man, I really feel for you, having to deal with this. And I said, yeah, I do it six, seven, eight times a month. and uh it, it it can be a little bit more difficult, and that's really what a good loan officer does is they kind of uh, – they're like an empath in a way. And they they take away the pain of the transaction, and they, they, they suck it up, and they, they do a good job and and move it forward for you. But
2: it's getting a lot harder and harder and harder each month to do that. What's interesting to note is I think everyone knows that loans obviously have stipulations. You have to be alive. You have to have a social security number. You have to have income. And that used to be kind of what we thought it was, but now you have to have proof that your bank account isn't laundering money. Yep. So, and you know, Dodd Frank really put a, a a big
4: bone in the in the wheelworks uh, for doing mortgages and anti-steering was anti-steering, anti-money laundering. Those those are two big ones. Uh, and um, you know, they want to check and make sure when you buy a house that your down payment's not coming from, you know, some sort of money laundered organization um or when you, so that when you sell your house it's not going to that same organization and um funding terrorism and there you actually sign a Patriot Act form that says I'm helping uh, fight the funding of terror of terrorists. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The
2: stipulations like I would guess from talking with you, I've probably had I want to say eighteen stipulations at least. It's not from, over. From the original That's submission to we need more 18 times. You're a
4: little bit one. more complicated than most. I, I will say that for the record. Um, I think everyone thinks that. But even the but even, yeah, even the, <laughs> in many different ways, in many right? In ways. Um, uh, even the person who's W-2 income and, and they have great assets, good credit score, and they own a rental property, uh, and they might have some self-employed income, that sounds like the perfect scenario, but... You know, you have to prove that that self-employed in, uh, business is in business. Um, otherwise, you don't use that income. And if you put it on your tax returns, there it is. The lender sees it. Uh, so, it, 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 you know, one thing opens up another. Another thing opens up another. It, it just means it's more important nowadays that you start, if you're going to do a transaction or you're 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 going to sell your house and buy a new house, it doesn't matter. Get in front of a loan officer and, and double-check the things that can make a difference. And And it's usually going to show up on your tax returns. That's the first indication.
2: Right. In fact, uh one of the things that came up on my conditions was uh I recently applied for a different type of loan where the lender decided to shop my loan. I
4: have I've never seen in the 15 to 20 years that I've been doing finance transactions and re- pe- looking at people's credit. I've never seen a dealership, a car dealership run your credit 8 to 10 times in the same day with different creditors. It was I've never seen that before. It's pretty weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was pretty strange. So.
2: So I had to fix that stipulation. So you can find Tony Mendez at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. You can find me at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Biggest thing that I'm worried about for 2017, well, i got a couple, auto sales, home sales, but also profit growth. So you start to learn that when you work with the world of investing, there's not one thing you're looking for. There's like 10 things. You're looking at jobs, cars, houses, profits, margins, revenues, top line revenue growth um, you know is a company earning more money because they're growing more revenue or are they earning more money because they're firing people because you could only bleed so much blood from a stone. Um, so the profit starved, the profit starved stock market um, is something that we're looking for after four straight quarters of negative profit growth. It looks like we should be back on a little bit of positive earnings growth. Um, but again, it's going to be a big story in 2017. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblackshow.com.
1: You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. That's 800-516-1220 Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW So about three minutes, I'm going to give you some college financial planning tips if you have a kid in college But first, let's talk some headlines Facebook is replacing Craigslist with a new tab in the center of its app Ooh Facebook's finally getting rid of the Messenger shortcut in the center of its mobile app. It's replacing the shortcut with a platform for people to buy and sell stuff to each other. It's called Marketplace and lets you buy and sell things to people in your city. Facebook says it created Marketplace because 450 million people already buy and sell things every month uh, to each other through organized Facebook groups like uh, Electronics for Sale in Menlo Park. Um, I know nothing more about that. PepsiCo said their quarter was pretty good. Uh, Looking back on it, they said, you know, some of the health-conscious decisions out there are what's driving them Um, as far as their growth goes. They talked also about foreign markets, but it was nice to look back at it and say they're doing some R&D, and they've got health-conscious brands like Sabra and Naked. Naked juices um, are sugar-free. They don't add sugar. It's not sugar-free. They don't add sugar um, like Odwalla does, and I I like the Naked Juices. So I didn't even know I was buying a, a Pepsi product. Did you? Lipton's, I do drink like half of one for breakfast and then half of one during lunch um, for most. Um, Pepsi's Naked Cold Pressed Juices and Lipton's Pure Leaf Tea are p- selling particularly well. People are going for super premium. Um, watch out, Starbucks. Dunkin' Donuts is is getting ready to sell coffee. Starbucks is going to try to obviously dominate this category, but Dunkin' Donuts is saying, we're going to partner with Coca-Cola. This is, you know, well over a $2 billion opportunity. Twitter shares up today on the idea that Google is sniffing around the company. Um, Google is also known as Alphabet. Uh, By acquiring Twitter, they wouldn't be paying a super premium, but they would potentially be getting a treasure trove of data that they don't get that Facebook gets, that Twitter gets, that Snapchat gets on individual people. Elsewhere, construction spending down 7 tenths of percent in August. Manufacturing index hit a 51.5 in September. That is falling for the second straight month, an unexpected drop driven by weakness across public and private sectors. The successive declines suggest home building might not help economic growth in the third quarter. Another flag, right? Autos, housing, construction. Ford General Motors, their sales were down, sliding. Discounting is is rising. Um, Now, auto sales have cooled off from their record pace, um, but we still may be able to pull it out for a record if there's a strong November, December. Remember the fiasco of Home Depot with and Target with credit card data being breached. That really seemed to be the major catalyst that led for, okay, credit card companies, time to get chip-enabled credit cards. Um, So the companies like Visa said, you know, look, if you don't use chip-enabled cards, Target and Home Depot and other retailers, we're not going to, you know, support your losses. So, they put in, you know, kind of a let's do this in this time frame. And if you've been using your, if you've gotten your new card recently, you kind of know it's a pain in the butt. It's not fun to stand there and go, okay, let's look at the terminal. Does it have a piece of tape at the bottom that says uh, chip not enabled yet? Or do you still slide it? Or do you put the chip in? Does the chip face forward or does the chip face backwards? We're getting used to it. And because of that, and because it takes a couple seconds longer, people are getting pissed. I've already seen people like, go, like, it's a chip card, reader. No, like, God, that's kind of funny. No, no, no. I think there's worse things. The whole trend is, you know, it's going to be interesting because we're heading into the holiday season, right? And some shoppers are going to say, look at the lines. And then their smart ass husband's going to say, Look at the lines, and it's a, a chip reader. <laughs> Add 40 seconds to each person. Um, right?
1: I'm
2: feeling the holiday season. So the whole transition's been a, a, a challenge for merchants large and small. Um, it's expensive. It's cumbersome. And most of all, it doesn't really protect the customers to the extent that they want them uh, covered. Chip-enabled. It's also known as EMV, which stands for Europay, MasterCard, and Visa. They're more secure than ones with magnetic strips because they generate a unique code for every transaction, making them more difficult to counterfeit. To expedite that switch, a liability shift occurred last October 1, so that merchants are now held liable for fraudulent transactions made with counterfeit cards if they did not have a chip-reading terminal. It seems crazy, right? The National Retail Foundation, representing retailers, says this is costing, you know, thirty to thirty five billion dollars to implement it ain't cheap. Retail advocates complain that the better, more secure option would have been a switch to chip cards that require a pen rather than a simple signature. With a pen if someone steals your card out of your gym locker or purse and goes on a spending spree, the card would be useless. With a chip and signature card, the thief just goes and signs your name. So interesting. So let's talk a little bit about college kids. And I think I made some college mistakes with money. Um, navigating college is tricky. You got to figure out, you know, how many courses you're going to take, and first quarter, second quarter, first semester, second semester. Or you're trying to figure out all these new terms. You're mom is no longer picking up your laundry, your mom is no longer waking you up, your parents are no longer buying your groceries, you're figuring out if you're going to eat at the student hall or not, you're trying to make new friends, you're figuring out your body. Um, a lot of these decisions have lasting consequences and you know some of the top mistakes that people make. Well, first of all, parents, before you send your kids to college, have a talk about sex and a talk about finance. And I know they're both gonna be kind of awkward um, The first time you go to college as a parent, you know, try to try to help out, try to figure it out. You know, my, you know, I, when I got dropped off at college, my dad's like, well, "You need books? Can I buy your books? Can I buy you like what? What can I do for you?" And then after that, I was like, "Figure it out on your own." So, going to the bookstore, you quickly learn buy rented versus new. Um, Ebooks are better now than I mean, it wasn't even an option for me. If the bookstore is sold out of used text, try Amazon. Um, you can find used versions of a $250 business law book for 40 bucks. There's huge discrepancies in price, so one of the first things you do every semester is figure out what your book list is and start shopping, compare. The mistake that I made at some point in time, and I know a lot of people make, is when they move off campus. You think that you're going to save money, but there's apartments. You know, suddenly your transportation costs jump up. There's bigger utility bills, transportation costs. Um, It's more time, and I think time is money, to get on a bus or drive yourself in. For every dollar you save on housing, you typically add out 77 cents of transportation. So, take a look at your bills. Every time you change apartments or you lose a deposit or a big portion of your deposit, like college landlords aren't nice. Um, they're not like, oh, gee, you soaked 80 gallons of beer on my car, carpet. It's, that's fine. Just go. I'll give you your deposit back. Next up, the meal plan versus the what you eat when you're not eating on the meal plan. <laughs> I think I was entitled to 19 meals or something like that. And some weeks I would only use like 15. So it was a, a loser for me. And then if you only use 15 and you're getting late-night pizza, uh, like Krusty's Pizza or, you know, every college has a pizza place that is just the cheapest deals possible. And you put on that freshman 15. That's what breaks your budget is tell your kid, you know, you've got 15 meals on the meal plan. Use them. So most schools have amped up their dining amenities and mealtime offerings. Um, It's baked into the tap, of course. It's going to be more expensive. A meal plan could be a much better way to go if your kid's a big eater. Um, for those who are on a meal plan, eating out is just an unnecessary expense and it's silly. And I think the last big mistake that college freshmen and college kids make is credit card mistakes. Um, I, I think our Congress has done better, but they need to do even better. There was a credit card act that was enacted, and that means that students must put either down a deposit in exchange for a secured card or get a parent or other adult to be a cosigner, which means the cosigner is also on the hook should the student fall into debt. That can lead to big problems, not just for students, but for parents. I think a secured credit card is probably the best way to go. Uh, I don't like debit cards linked to checking accounts. I like secure credit cards because it's a real credit card. It gives you real credit card protections in case it's lost or stolen or in case your roommate takes it and uh, runs things up. Um, but a secured credit card, as a parent, you can give it to your kids and say it's got a $1,000 limit. You put $1,000 in the bank, and they can never spend that money. They still have to pay their bill, and if they don't, it comes out of that $1,000. That's the way to do it. Killed me yesterday to see the Giants celebrating. Not because I don't want the Giants, I do. But they're pouring champagne on the ground. And beer on the ground. Kidding, but really. Kind of wasteful, guys. In a city that cares about that kind of stuff. You can find me at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
1: Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black talking money invested in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about I tried to talk in some honest terms on the show. Sometimes I'm gonna give you stock picks. Sometimes I'm gonna give you economy. You tell me what you want me to do. Drop me an email tomorrow morning or today and say, hey, can you give me some stock picks? Or hey, can you give me some tips about retirement? Or hey, can you talk about my kid going to college? I could do that for you. The one thing that hit me this weekend, uh, busy weekend, lots of soccer, lots of um, visits and things along those lines. Grab some groceries, got to do that on occasion, right? Uh, I think the big story of this weekend from things that I saw was Vin Scully signing off from his final Major League Baseball game. Um, I grew up loving hockey, and I grew up um, loving AM radio and shortwave radio and things along those lines. Uh, I remember my brother Dave was a big Cincinnati Reds fan, and when we lived on the East Coast, uh he would try to listen to Cincinnati games and I'd listen to WFAN and the New York Yankee games. Um even though I was, you know, eight hundred miles away. Uh what I liked about it was, you know, if the game started at seven, my bedtime was probably eight fifteen and I'd stay up till ten with a radio and no one would know, kind of thing. But there's something magical about broadcasting and when we see Vince Scully retire from the LA Dodgers I see like my grandfather, um, I see a pretty good looking grandfather, right? Uh, he had all his grandchildren in the studio with him. He's 89 years old or something along those lines. So he was born back in 1927, 73, 83, that sounds like 89, 90, probably. Uh, his birthday's coming up in November. I can't do the math on the fly with my eyes closed. Um, but, wow, can you imagine working until 88, 89 years old? That's pretty impressive. Now, I'm not one of those people who knows Vinskola. I didn't grow up in L.A., spent some time in L.A. I lo- thought of it as prison. Um, I hate L.A. compared to Northern California. I don't like the people of Southern California compared to Northern California. I know that's a massive generalization. But I've got family in Southern California, and I can tell you they're just like, like, I'm just going to, like, make this, like, really nice patio because my house is really cheap, or my my house is really small, and, like, I'm paying, like, $6,000 rent, and, like, I'm going to spend money so I can stay outside. And Kanye West has a, uh, his voice is like, well, like a magic box. (laughs) Oh, no. So they seem to be more habitual spenders. Lifestyle spenders didn't save me. I'm sure there's some up in Northern California, so I'm t- I'll take that sp- statement back. How about I just say I hate people, old people on Prop 13 in Southern California, so as to piss those people off again. Kidding, I'm kidding. I love Southern California. But anyway, <clears throat> the dude worked for a long time, right? Um, Vin Scully quoted Dr. Seuss in his final day. Um... Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. That's not bad. Um, and I don't know if you get my point yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a financial point here in just a second. He said of Hunter Pence, constantly in motion, he said he'd make coffee nervous. That's a good line. Um, he seems to have been a class act. Uh, you know, compared to others in the media industry for 60-plus years, he seems to have been squeaky clean. Um, his final words, I've said enough for a lifetime. And for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant good afternoon. Pretty classy. 67 years. That's a lot of plane rides. That's a lot of plane rides. In baseball, whether you like baseball or not, you, you got to give credit to the players. That's a grind. When you're on a plane 80 times a year, that's, I guess, not 80 times a year. I guess it's 80 games that you're on the road. Um, you're constantly moving and on your family. That's got to just be brutal. But anyway, so wrapping up the Vin Scully thing. Um, <clears throat> most of us don't work for 67 years. Uh, what a blessing for him. He probably had a job before that. He announced most Dodger home games on L.A. TV and on the radio. He's known for his voice, which held up over time. Um, he was born in the Bronx, so uh, he worked delivering beer and mail, pushing garment racks, cleaning silver in the basement of a Pennsylvania hotel in New York City. So he uh, went to CBS Radio pretty early and then got into Dodger baseball. What a career. Now, what's your career look like? I remember when I was 18, I decided I didn't want to work for someone until the day I die. I wanted to create my own business model, and I love Salem Radio and I love Cron TV, because they let me kind of have my own car and steering wheel, so to speak. Let me drive my own uh, radio boat, television boat. But when it's over, it's over. Um, I've had a good career. I've had a great run. I've got enough money to live off till the day I die. Um, Vin Scully worked 67 years. What does your career look like? Now, probably in his 20s and 30s, he might have been able to say, you know what, this baseball pays okay, but I'm not going to do it forever. Maybe I should find another job. Maybe I should figure out a better job in baseball and radio, or base uh, in in baseball. Maybe I go into the executive side of it in radio. Maybe I go towards television. Television. Maybe I go towards management. You know, there's there's. He stayed in radio, amazing. My advice to you is figure out your career, something you love doing. Figure out ways to get raises in your 20s and 30s. Um, and if you can't, maybe go back to school in your 20s and early 30s. Career is an important concept to think about and be treated seriously. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. Find me on Twitter, RobBlackShow. YouTube, RobBlackShow.